Let's go check in with Jim Comperoni, SmartMeg.com, the MSU insider. Get an update on Michigan State and Mel Tucker and football recruiting. Same thing for Izzo. The offseason is here. Before you know it, football season will begin fall camp. And we got word yesterday, Comp, that the CMU-Michigan State game in East Lansing bumped back to Friday, September 1st. They haven't said a, a time and TV network, but I assume that's a night game, right? Right, that'll be a night game. They've not announced the time yet, but that'll be a Friday night. And I think that's good news for Michigan State fans and uh, for the university, just because that's the way the university wants it. And I think there were one or two times in the last 12 years where the Big Ten Network has mandated that they play that play their opener on a Saturday afternoon instead. I think it was 2017 they played on a Saturday afternoon against Bowling Green. And, you know, they had a good crowd there and all that, those things. But Labor Day weekend is special in our state. And, uh, you know, Mark Hollis had that idea 12 or 13 years ago to play that game on Friday to give people an opportunity to get out on Labor Day weekend, to, to get out and get one more weekend in for the summer. And uh, I think that's good for families around the state of Michigan. And also, uh, I, I think it helps attendance a little bit. You know, there's some places that can fill a stadium regardless of what day it is, but I thought that that was, that was good that they made that change. And you may remember, Bill, that, you know, you only have to go back about 15 years and in college football, we were playing an 11-game season. And when that happened, you know, when, when we were only playing 11 games, the season would usually start after Labor Day weekend. But once they went to 12 games for money uh, and no other reason, uh, that, that uh, infringed on Labor Day weekend. And I think that, that was something good that Michigan State came up with. And this time, you know, Michigan State makes their schedule, and they wait for the Big Ten to go ahead and say, yeah, you can play that game on Friday based on their television schedule. Yeah, the Big Ten pays the bills and all those things, but this was a win for Michigan State fans. In my opinion, there might be some fans that would rather play it on a Saturday, but I think the Friday night opener has been a, a good recent tradition for Michigan State football. And most high school teams with that holiday weekend, if I'm not wrong, are playing Thursday night games that week in Michigan. I don't like the Friday night college games normally if they take away from high school, but I know those first two weeks – I think there are Thursday games for most Michigan high school football teams. I agree. That was a concern when Michigan State first went to this move, you know, many years ago, and uh, you know, because they did not want to take away from high school football attendance in the spotlight that high school kids get on Friday nights. I agree with you on that. And uh, when Michigan State made that move, that 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 corresponded with uh, high schools starting their seasons earlier. And like you said, moving their season openers and a lot of this is to Thursday night. So it did not infringe on high schools. And I, I agree, that's, that's a big consideration. And that one turned out to be, uh, they figured that one out as well. It turned out to be all right. So I think both sides are good on that one. One thing you're going to see is that with this new you know, multi-billion dollar TV deal and the multi-networks with the Big Ten and the addition of USC and UCLA, where a 7 p.m. night game uh, on the East Coast will be 4 p.m. out there, uh, you're going to see more night games moving forward in the Big Ten. You are. I agree. I agree, and I think there's a lot of Midwestern football people that are not going to be thrilled with that, and money pays the freight, and and that ends up being the bottom line. Yeah, with USC and UCLA coming in, what, in 2024, there are going to be some changes, some more travels, some, some alterations of kickoffs. I think we may see more teams from the Pac-12 coming into the Big Ten. It's going to look different, and I'm not sure it's going to be entirely comfortable for those of us that are traditionalists, Bill. 
Yeah, and, and but when you're looking at all the millions these schools are getting, and like I said, when you factor in uh, the West Coast time by adding you know, UCLA and USC, uh, you're going to see more night games. I, I think eventually you're going to play probably two and two, two night games, non-conference, two uh, in-conference, and it really will depend on how good your team is and if they're a TV draw that year when the networks are setting it up. I agree with that. And that's going to be the, those are the economics that are going to be making these decisions. I just hope we don't lose some of those nice, you know, October 20th, Saturday afternoon, one o'clock games, um, for, for whatever reason. You know, those are, those are, uh, special when the leaves have changed and the weather's just right. I kind of hate it when you when you see a bye week fall on a weekend when the when the weather is just perfect. But uh, there's there's more good than bad. I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the bad. But uh, there are changes coming, Bill. No question. Yeah, there are there are changes coming. Uh, Mel Tucker, what what are changes for Michigan State football that you think with the fans see the Spartans for the first time uh, in the fall game one that this team will look different in what way? They got to get the defense straightened out, Bill. I mean, two straight years they've been outside of the top 100 in total defense. Two years ago, ugly on defense, but they won 11 games. Last year, ugly again, and I've said it a number of times. Last year was an important year for the defense, and it did not. They did not show improvement. However, the uh, the injuries and the attrition was just uh, was too much too much of a load there. As I've mentioned before, Michigan State had 27 different starters on defense alone. 27 different individuals started on defense, and it's real hard to get any kind of consistency or improvement when that happens. So it was a little bit of a mulligan there for uh, defensive coordinator Scotty Hazleton, but he's on the clock to show some improvement this year on defense, and they can't get any worse. So I think that they uh, can they go from being terrible statistically to uh, functional to pretty good to maybe even quite good. Uh, I think it's possible. I think the linebacker position is going to be strong in the middle there with Cal Halliday and Jacoby Windman both coming back. Those guys are rugged. They're experienced. They're going to have a pretty good defensive line in front of them. Um, Dumise Adelaide is a transfer coming in from Texas A&M. He's going to give them more run strength on the edge to set the edge against outside runs. Defensive tackles will be pretty good. So that front seven I think is going to be solid. Uh, provided everybody stays healthy, which is the asterisk they can put on any team in the country for the most part. There are some teams that can withstand some injuries and go down the second and third string and still be strong, but not many of them. But Michigan State, that defensive front seven, I think, is going to be pretty good against the run, and that's a good starting point for an improved defense, which is a necessity this season. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Rose Dumber Coffee guest line. I did see uh, from On3.com and SpartanMeg.com that you broke down uh, the release uh, today of the conference schedules for Michigan State hoops. I'll touch on Michigan when I'm done talking with you, but uh, your breakdown, what did you take from it? Well, it's interesting that the Big Ten came out with that information a little earlier than usual, so they, they released the conference schedule. Um, the big takeaway is, you know, I think Michigan State and Purdue are going to be two of the favorites in Big Ten, and they've had some great games at the Breslin Center in recent years. Games settled on in the last second shot this year with Zach Eady getting the game winner for Purdue. A year earlier with Michigan State, Tyson Walker hit the game winner in the final seconds both times against against Purdue teams that were in the top five in the nation. Um, Unfortunately, Purdue will not be traveling to the Breslin Center 
for the upcoming season. The Big Ten released the schedule today. Michigan State will only play Purdue once in the upcoming season, and that will be at Purdue. Also, Michigan State will only be playing Indiana once, and Indiana will not be traveling to the Breslin Center. So if you're a Michigan State fan season ticket holder, it's kind of a, a bum deal that you don't get Purdue or Indiana you know, two of the blue bloods of the Big Ten coming to Breslin Center next season. Um, in terms of wins and losses, potentially it can help your record a little bit that you don't have to play two of the better teams twice. But if you're only playing them on the road and you're in a battle for the regular season Big Ten championship, you would like to have those two contenders coming to your place to try to even the score if you, in fact, lost at their place. So uh, I think it's a losing situation for the fans. Again, I don't want to be negative on this entire segment, Bill, but um, – uh, kind of unfortunate news as a spectator, as, a, as an observer. I think you and I would like to have seen Purdue come to Breslin Center. That was always great theater, but it's not going to happen this year. We learned today based on the Big Ten schedule release. You can see that schedule release at SpartanMeg.com. That's SpartanMeg.com. Comp, appreciate the update on Michigan football hoops and the CMU-Michigan State football game on that Friday night, September 1st. We'll talk soon. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot for having me. Talk to you later. All right, Jim Comperoni joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess on you.